Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Jack here with Survivor and Other Things, coming at you with yet again another episode, uh, a double episode we had on the books uh, of Survivor Season 38, Edge of Extinction this week. Uh, two hours of pure fun and joy, and I am uh, very happy to be joined here by my good friend, Colleen Loftus. Colleen, how are you doing? I'm great, Jack. Thank you for having me. Of course. It would not be a Survivor podcast if I did not have Colleen Loftus on it. Oh, stop it. <laughs> well, <laughs> thanks for joining. I'm very much looking forward to diving into all two yeah. hours worth of content that we were, I guess, well, I guess like it was like an hour and 27 minutes after commercials, but yeah, all <laughs> hour and 27 minutes worth of content that we have after this double episode. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on this season as we go into the merge? Um, I'm actually really liking this season a lot more than I thought I would. I think you and I kind of may have that in in common. I was a little Mm -hmm. hesitant on, you know, the whole edge of extinction idea. Um, but I, I think it's going to be really, really cool once they reintroduce, you know, either one person or more than one person back into the game. Um, I think that's going to add a whole new element that the people who are still in the game really aren't ready for. So, um, I love that, you know, this is what season 38 yeah 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 they can still keep you guessing after 38 seasons so i'm liking it that's very true and yeah we kind of have the same mindset of i was a little bit i was a little bit down on this season this episode kind of turned around for me i would say best episode of of the season so far um Mm -hmm. in in my opinion this this really helped i was starting to get a little bit worried and then I thought that maybe the two-hour episode would be, you know, like the normal one hour is a dud and one hour is good, but it mm-hmm. wasn't. So, yeah, I, I, I agree. I think it's good. But, yeah, what, what is your Survivor fandom for all of those people who don't know you or don't hang out with us that hear us talk <laughs> about it constantly? Oh my gosh, where where to begin? I know, um, right? <laughs> my 2000, earliest... born again. Yeah, my... Uh... <laughs> My earliest survivor memory actually is actually being afraid of it because I was afraid of tribal council. Yeah. We never talked about this. (laughs) I don't know, but I remember the scary music and it was really dark and then someone got, you know, booted and then I don't know. I remember tribal council being scary and like, yeah, when you're, I was, I think what, What seven, like you don't know. They just have to, they have to get their way back to the airport, like on their own. Oh, I'm, I mean, now that we're older and Ponderosa <laughs> is a more, you know, n- known about thing. Um, but yeah, no, I remember being afraid and I do remember, I don't know if I've ever told you this actually, but I remember being a kid and waking up one morning and ran to my parents and I said, did Tina win? So like, that's my earliest memory. I don't remember a lot from Survivor Australia. So I guess I didn't mm. really watch Borneo, <clears throat> Borneo. But I remember asking my parents if, like, Tina beat Colby. And that's my earliest Survivor memory. So from that point on, I've been, <laughs> been pretty much hooked. Mm. And it is my favorite show. I think always will be. And uh, we've seen some great players over the years, as you know. I, I sure do. I, wow, I never knew about the being afraid of tribal council. I was, too. <laughs> it was like that and the weakest link lady. She always got me. It was like her... Her whole shtick of you are the weakest link goodbye <laughs> it was like so mean and i was like i don't want to be the weakest link and i certainly don't want to be voted off of the island yeah those are the like two a... things that were on the top <laughs> of my list of things i didn't want to do 
that hit like a personal note for you. You never want to be the, the weakest link. Well, look at look at this. 20, <laughs> 20, 20 years later, and I still don't want to be the weakest link, and I still don't want to be voted <laughs> off the island. So that weakest link lady, she really she was a formative experience for me. That's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> so lifelong fan. Yeah, lifelong fan. I never really connected with the the weakest links. I always you know, I don't know. My my favorite players from when I was a kid, I was a big Stephanie LaGrosa fan. Mm-hmm. I was a big, well, I wasn't really a kid then, but Parvati Shallow. And mm-hmm. of course, you and I both are huge Malcolm Freeberg fans. We which absolutely are. We could talk for like three hours about Malcolm and just how <laughs> he's been done so wrong. <laughs> and this this double tribal twist, I, I was, mm. I'm actually kind of annoyed that they brought it back. I thought that they would retire it after, after the whole game changers debacle but it definitely worked better in this episode and we can get into that but yeah mm-hmm. we are we are certainly malcolm stands but oh my god um, i mean malcolm stands jeff probe stands oh my you know? god don't even get me started on jeff no but... no, no i want to get you started because <laughs> we have a question from uh from from a listener coming in gonna get into it early oh throw this one in the in the beginning of the podcast um oh, our god. our good friend and First time contributor to the podcast, uh, Dan O'Brien. Oh, snap. Dan Dan O'Brien asks, Colleen, (laughs) can you please explain your weird obsession with Jeff Probst? (laughs) So, yeah, why don't we get Um, into it? Why don't we get into that? If you want to talk about a man who has just (laughs) always been there for you through thick and thin, (laughs) who, okay, so like, oh, God, like, um, I don't even know where to begin on Jeff. First of all, his hair, he has not aged a day since Botox, Survivor man. Borneo. I don't believe he does Botox, but you know what? He has to because he <laughs> spends so much time in the sun. And there are some seasons where his skin is like really orange. So, you know, he's spray tanning. But anyway, sorry. Um, the thing that I love about Jeff is that he's kind of like their own personal like guiding light he's their god out there they you know when you are starved and you're living on a beach and you're kind of losing sense of reality you always have jeff who's kind of guiding not only the conversation but really the game and there's just something about we've seen so many great tribal councils where jeff's been able to kind of create these moments um Mm. and I don't know. I just, I love him so much. I want him to be my best friend. And I just, I, th- I, I could go on forever about Jeff. I mean, you would have pulled a big Wendy and went for the hug, right? Yes. I would have pulled a Wendy. <laughs> I would not have pulled. What was that one girl who like tried to kiss him? That was like, Oh, that was Philippine Dawson. You're crazy Dawson. that you remember it off the top of your head. But yeah, I mean, Hey man, it's I a know. Thing. I love it. No, <laughs> yeah, I would not pull a Dawson. I would definitely pull a Wendy. But I just, I have a lot of thoughts about Wendy that we can, we can get into. Yeah, as um, do I. As as does the whole world. It's yeah. like it's the amount of me. I'm, I'm so happy. I'm so happy that we don't have to see any more chicken content after after three oh, episodes in a row. God. Like like one episode, it was funny. The second episode, it was like, wow, I can't believe this is still happening. Yeah, it was like, wow. And then two hours of chicken shit, I was like, no more. Yeah, after the first episode, I was like, wow, like, she's serious. Like, she's really, like, she's serious about these chickens. And just that kind of, I don't know. I mean, you, I think you said it on previous podcasts. I don't remember if it was um, 
with Elena or with Brian, but you know, you're messing with people's food and you're messing with people's like, yeah. like livelihood on the island. And also it just like makes me mad that, uh, that this girl probably applied to be on the show once and was just weird enough to get on <laughs> and then didn't even really oh. appreciate being there. This goes beyond the chickens. Just when people would be like, you know, who do you want to vote for? She'd go, I don't know. And like, oh, what are you doing there? You should have just gone camping with your friends. Like, why are you on Survivor? But, I know. It's, yeah. it's crazy. And yeah, that, yeah, the whole Wendy thing. It's like, was she a fun character to watch on TV? Yes, I get it. Like, mm-hmm. for, for a little while, it was fun to, to see kind of the outcast, weirdo, uh, mm-hmm. you know, not afraid to be herself type of character. But sometimes some people when they're themselves are just a little bit annoying and I don't like them. And that's <laughs> fine. And that's just you a know, part of life. <laughs> it's just, it's just a part of life. I'm, I don't, I don't appreciate when people are annoying and that's, <laughs> that's what that is. I don't know. I guess I'm just, I guess I'm just a jerk. No, but, you're not a jerk, but I will know, say, I will give it to her though. You know, as the season was kind of getting started And it's always kind of slow in the beginning. You have to, unless you have returning players, like when everyone is a returning player, you have to establish who everyone is and strengths and weaknesses on the tribes. And as that can be kind of boring in the beginning, she really did provide, you know, entertainment and kind of getting us to this point. But I agree that I think her time was just kind of expired. And I felt that last tribal as like crazy as it was with Ty and, we can talk about what's her name is her name Lauren um yeah you know we can talk about her idol and like whatever but I kind of felt like and and I know this is skipping ahead I'm sorry but like I kind of felt like that tribal was really anticlimactic with Wendy going home so this leads into another I guess question slash slash statement coming in from uh from from Chris Piano Chris Piano gonna be Mm. on podcast next week uh Chris Piano says Wendy is awful change my mind and i don't think we're doing a good job of changing no, his mind chris i, I wish... don't need to change your mind it's pretty pretty good opinion there i'm, I'm pretty i'm pretty based in fact on that so uh, yeah. i don't know i don't know about the word awful i think she i think she was who she was and there's something to yeah. say there's something to be said about going into this game whether you want to act a certain way or not because there was a real part of me that thought is this just a shtick that she's doing that she doesn't yeah. really care and she's kind of fabioing her way through you know mm. i kind of thought maybe that for 20 minutes during one episode but um you know when you're out there and this is you know the way that you're living and you're starving and you haven't slept and you're you're in the game your true personality comes out and yes in this you know the, what i would say to chris is that in this you know situation that she was in where she was starving and she you know was doing all these crazy challenges and was exhausted she was still goofy and she was still there to have a good time so is she our favorite survivor of all time no but i i will give that to wendy that's fair i think that that's a fair assessment she was there certainly for a good time definitely not for a long time and maybe she was there to play a little bit more to the cameras and play mm. a little bit less Survivor. I mean, that's what I would do. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we both know that's not true. Well, yeah, I know. But if I if I may transition, sorry, I don't mean to hijack your... Oh, abso- absolutely. Oh, oh, <laughs> Charmed, I'm sure. What made me think of that just now is, you know, we're seeing 
someone who kind of handled starvation and everything well. I think we have some folks on Extinction Island who are not handling it as well as, you know, we may have thought, namely Reem, who I don't just know kind what of you're talking about, dude. <laughs> I don't know what you mean, dude. You're just pissing me off. And like, so do you set off a volcano? (laughs) I have. I've never liked Reem. I'll say that from the very beginning. I thought she. No, I. I didn't. I think she had a bad attitude. She dug herself into a hole that first tribal. And you know, every day since on Extinction Island, she's just been so annoying in my eye. I think that she's gold. I think that. What? Her, so like there's enter there, there's like Wendy entertainment value mm. and then there's Reem entertainment value <laughs> where Reem is like the dude this is horrible I hate it like what the hell you're there's so no right I'm living on this like it, <laughs> she was like the 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 I I loved Reem I think she is hilarious like I find Reem to be hilarious I find Wendy to be annoying mm. and they're both like two kind of types of I guess archetypes of like the big personalities can be annoying in different ways. I hear you. That's that's a good point. Yeah. That she, she is kind of funny to watch. It it, it seems mean that it's like funny to watch herself implode, but well, (laughs) she's going insane. (laughs) The whole thing that happened with the advantage. So I guess this was in the second half of the episode where Keith, First of all, I thought he was well, the both, worst both one. Both halves had the uh, had had at least some sort of search oh, for right. for an advantage. Right, I forgot about the yeah. extra vote. Yeah, but so you're second... you're talking about the one in the water. Yes, the one in the okay. water where Reem is telling the camera, you know, I wanted him to find that, but like doesn't really explain why. And then Chris made that comment, which was, I think, a justified comment. You know, of just like, why of did course. you even open your mouth? Like, you just go and you pick it up. Keith would have never you know, seen that. And then she flipped out on him and she goes, I wanted him to find that. Like, why would you tell me that I blew an advantage? Like, um, maybe because you just did <laughs> and you're not yeah. explaining what you mean by that. It just sounds like you're mad at yourself. What I are your thoughts the, though? The linear logic is, is being thrown to, to the, you know, to the wolves at this point, she's been there for 14 days. Like, imagine imagine playing a game without playing a game like this is really the first involvement that they've had yeah like, with stuff on Ex- or at least as far as we know mm-hmm. um that they've had on extinction island and I, I can only imagine like the the that your sense of logic goes out the window and so mm-hmm. she's probably just she's probably just done i can see reem just being done like she seems yeah. like that mom where like a kid will leave one crayon out from the crayon package and she'll be like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> You're burning my house. It's like, that's the, yeah. that's the type of person that Reem seems to be. It's hilarious. I love it. She's gold for TV. Was yeah. she fit for Survivor? Absolutely not. She no. was the typical, like absolute stereotypical first boot. And if, if it wasn't for Keith being so horrendous at challenges, uh, that you know, I think that he could have been a first boot, but otherwise, mm-hmm. if he wasn't on that tribe, it's it's a one hundred percent no brainer. Reem is is first boot, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, but that takes us to extinction, and I think t- to to go into the content that we got this week on Extinction Island, 
was so much better than the last four episodes combined. Oh, like, yeah. Of course, we didn't get any in the premiere, really. But over the, the last four episodes, we got to see them go get rice. We got to see them walk around and mope around a little bit. This episode, we actually got some sort of, like, strategic gameplay, which I was hoping to get out of this whole twist. Right. What did you think about that? Did you think that – were you hoping for something like that? Was that, like, an anticipation that you had of they need to institute some sort of – gameplay on this island yeah i think it was time i think enough people were there um that you know kind of like what my question was you know last week was you know they're there's they chose to stay in the game you know they're they're choosing to still be playing and i it's my opinion that they should be you know cultivating relationships on extinction island but none of that does any good if they don't have information on like a timeline of when they'd be getting back in the game or what they're mm-hmm. going to be doing or how that's going to work. So I liked, you know, what did they give out? Um, was it a blindfold? What was something where they had to practice? What was oh, the that? practice? It looks like the, um, it looks like that stick, you know, when they have to um, build the stick and tie it with knots and then put it through the, uh, the locked door to try and retrieve the key off the mm, post. You know what I mean? Like yep. the, the ring key. I think that's what it looked like. Oh, I mean, briefly yeah. just from, from the glimpse of the shot, like that's what it seemed like. But oh. I, I assume that we, we will maybe see that at the beginning of the episode next week, unless they go straight to the merge. Of yeah. Course, practicing, but I, I don't even know. And that is some old school survivor right there. And I love it. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I love yeah, it, yeah. and that makes sense with the disadvantage that of the knots of the knots. Yeah, um, I think you know, I was happy that it was going to be a challenge, you know, for them to get back in. That it wasn't going to yeah. be predetermined or like what you guys were talking about. I think last week of you know voting themselves into the game, like what happened in Pearl Islands. Yeah, and you know, I was happy. I agreed with what Elena said of like, I don't think the people in the game are going to get to decide. Cause that's just not fair. Um, yeah. but yeah, but to answer your question, I think I was satisfied with the amount of information we got this week. And, but to be honest, I was kind of surprised that, and I mean, it was a double episodes. So there was more time, you know, in real life in between, but we all got it in two hours. Mm-hmm. I thought there would be more time before, I guess the merge or before they would be coming back in. Um, I don't know why it kind of jarred me that like, okay, they get like one episode where they're told to practice and then all of a sudden we're going into the merge. I thought we would get some more people, but yeah, I I thought that, I thought that maybe with an 18 person season, we would see the return of of a 12 of a, of a nine person jury, you know, I thought Mm -hmm. that like maybe I thought this double episode actually, when they said double tribal, um, I was like, Oh cool. So we are going to see three people go out in this episode. That gives us 11, person mm-hmm. comes back from extinction it gives us 12 and we have a 12 mm-hmm. person merge like that would be interesting because we haven't seen that since yeah. i think here may maybe heroes healers hustlers i don't even know it could very well go back to Korong like at that point oh cause, wow yeah because second chances was a 10 person jury millennials gen x well like i mm-hmm. i don't even know but i thought that would be interesting um it didn't happen of course um, <laughs> but yeah, I was a little surprised as well. I thought that maybe maybe add one more person to Extinction mm-hmm. and, and then it, it would make it more of a traditional 
I guess, type of merge, pre-merge layout. Because realistically, like, now you're going to have a 13-person merge in an 18-person season. And the merge is on day 17, which is super early. Wow, yeah. So, like, wow. it normally merges at, like, 1920. Mm-hmm. So, this is definitely early for them. I assume that that means they're going to be continuing Extinction. Because when they get down to Final Five, which I guess will be around day 36 instead of 37... They'll have mm-hmm. to bring somebody back in, so they have to give an extended merge period. Do you think they're going to do that? Do you think they're going to bring I in more people after do. the merge? I That's unfortunately just not fair. Do. That's not fair in my mind to everyone who's been able to stay in the game and do their job, vote people out. You know, like I mean, I know it's been a theory that this season was created for Joe, but well, that just doesn't seem fair. That like after the merge, it's one thing. Like I like you know, pre-merge that everyone, you know, kind of like what happened with the outcast, people come back in, even what happened with Redemption Island. Remember that guy, Matt, who, you know, came in and out, but he was no match for Boston Rob. He goes by Wyatt Nash now. That's his his stage name. He's an actor. Really? Wyatt Nash. Yes. Wyatt Nash, a.k.a. Matt Elrod. Gonna Google him after this, but anyway... I don't think it's, I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I don't I'm like very it. curious to see how it's going to happen. But the other thing that I was wondering, and I want your opinion on, mm-hmm. is, so they're going to have this challenge, right? Where they're yeah. going to, you know, compete to come back in the game. Everyone's going to freak out when they see them. Do you think, you know, it's going to be like when they win a reward challenge, where Jeff's going to say, okay, you won pick two people to come with you like back into the game. Like, do you think, because that would kind of go with, you know, the point of you're choosing to stay in the game. You should be cultivating these relationships. You should still be in the right mind space to play. And, you know, do you think that's a possibility if it's early enough, if this is happening on day 17, you know, we got time to bring more people into this game and vote them out. Yeah, I don't but but a 14 person merge that would be insane. You know yeah, what I mean? I like yeah. I I think I think if they went down to 11 and then they did that, that would be awesome. Like I think <laughs> yeah. that that is a great idea. If they if they went down to 11, like and I think that they they rushed, I think they did like two tribals in 3 days or something, which is a, not normal league for for the pre-merge. So, mm-hmm. I think they definitely rushed to get to day 17 anyway. If they had gone another two days if they got to 19 with 11 people and then they brought back you know two people into the game that's a normal merge time like they're mm. normally bringing back you know thir- they're normally merging at at day 19 with 13 people so that yeah. would have been that would have been awesome because like who does who does chris bring back into the game should he elect to stay like does he bring he's not bringing keith or reem i don't think he's bringing aubrey because they have no relationship he's certainly not bringing wendy and devin's blindsided him so like that would be that's the interesting thing i think you know there'd be an argument for him to bring keith and wendy you know of just like guys listen this is crazy that we're back in the game we got two easy votes ahead of us and that'll buy him some time because i don't think anyone would want to work with wendy or keith no but um I don't know. I love that you're already banking on Chris winning. That's what I want to happen too. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's, it, I don't want to say it, it's almost a foregone. Like you just look at the challenge setup and it's, it seems purely physical to me. It doesn't seem like there is much of a puzzle aspect involved, in which case I would have given Devin's the upper hand, but you know, I, I think Keith has absolutely no shot. Um, Aubrey could hang in there. 
even mm-hmm. Wendy, but Keith has no shot. Keith is not getting back in the game. I think we could just get that out there right now. Do I don't want agree? him back in the game. Oh, Nor yeah. do I. Completely do I. agree. I will say, you know, I think Keith is smart in giving Chris the disadvantage as much as I, you know, want Chris to be back in the game. I think that was a, you know, smart move. Yeah. Um, maybe the only smart move Keith has made thus far. Literally other than distancing himself from Ring for not being the first boot. Yeah, for like one vote. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, I don't I don't know. I'm I'm very interested to see how this plays out. Have you mm. seen the the previews or, or anything for, for this episode? No, I no? I haven't seen like any of the new ones that have come out. Yeah, they put out like a two minute preview of the moment when Jeff says, like, come on in guys and people oh, react and it's interesting. I, I'm shocked that they that they did that because it kind of gives away the like the wow moment of the episode. I guess other than the person actually entering the game, but mm. I mean, it is very outcast esque. Like everybody freaks out seeing people walk through the you know walk yeah. through the woods. Except this time, Jeff explains what they've been doing. Like he explains <laughs> the theme, and everybody finally gets it. Whereas with the outcasts, he was just like, "They're back. All right, do a challenge." Ha ha ha. And that's um, something else that kind of blows my mind. Two things. Well, yeah. And it kind of ties into one. But are none of them really wondering what edge of extinction means? Oh, they have to be. They have to be. They have to just be not showing it. You know, whatever. Yeah. But, like, right now they're playing some straight-up survivor. Like, yeah, we had a swap. And, yeah, okay, now we're down to three tribes. And, whoa, we did a double tribal council. Like, but that's all stuff that they've seen before. And. Yeah they have to be wondering like what does edge of extinction really mean we're on the same beach in fiji that we've been in for the last like i don't know five years or however long they've had that you know timeshare in fiji yeah um, so survivor has literally had a gimmick since like season 26 so yeah. <laughs> it, like, every single season after that has had some sort of gimmick so they must be thinking like is the returnees just the gimmick like mm. I, I mean david used it in the confessional he was like he said something about being on the edge of extinction and i was like that's hilarious and ironic because they they lost like <laughs> yeah. it, it, right it was it was uh, he's he's so good i love him i know but you love him so much i love him so much um <laughs> but yeah i i'm very interested i mean th- i guess that's the point of this twist is to like get people talking and of yeah. course like, you know, the ca- casual fans are going to love it because it's, you know, oh, mm. look at this twist that they did. And hopefully it doesn't bring Whoa. back a Wendy or a <laughs> Keith. Like, I, I would prefer that for that not to happen. Yeah. But, yeah. I, it'll be good. I'm the other thing that bothers me and like, just this may be because I'm crazy, but <sighs> he gets the votes at Tribal Council, Mr. Jeff. He goes and he gets the votes and he says, if anyone has human immunity at all, like, play it now. And then he goes, okay, I'll read the votes. And then he reads the votes, Jack. Are none of them finding it weird that he's not saying, once the votes are read, the decision is final, person voted out, I'll be asked oh, to travel counselor immediately. Because what? that's not what's... He, there, it hasn't happened, Jeff. I mean, Jack, oh God, now I'm calling you Jeff. That hasn't happened because they're not asked to leave. I mean, they are asked to leave the travel counselor immediately, but... It's making it seem like, you know, you're not really done. But he can't say, okay, go to Extinction Island. Like, are none of them noticing that he's not doing the speech? Am I the only one that's, like, noticed this? I think you're the only one. I listen to every (sighs) podcast. I read Reddit. I have not seen... You need to go post that on Reddit immediately and get, like, a thousand upvotes. Well, now I'm wondering if I'm wrong. (laughs) I don't think you're wrong. I I think you're right. I don't... 
I, I, I can't do you remember wanna know, him saying that. Do you want to know why I know this? It's because every episode I say it with him. <laughs> Aloud. I know. I know the reason. <laughs> oh, God. It's, wow. That would be crazy if people, especially like Aubrey or David. Yeah. Didn't pick up on it. I guess in the preview, Kelly Wentworth is like, I knew it. Like, she says something like, I knew it. So maybe she picks up on something that, like, maybe there's some sort of island involved. Um, But Yeah, and again, we talk about this, like, off camera. But it just, like, blows my mind. Every week, I'm like, okay, maybe I was wrong last week. Like, maybe he's going to say it. And he doesn't say it. And I'm like... (laughs) Because the decision isn't final this this season. That's the thing. It's not. (laughs) Whoa. That's a crazy pickup. You... Wow. Yeah, That's I'm insane. I know. I'm I'm insane. <laughs> I'm going to put the award for for best analysis of the season from Survivor and Other Things podcast. I'm going to put the the blue <laughs> ribbon on that one right there. Well, for now, for now. For now, There's for plenty now. of time. But <laughs> we'll see what happens when see... I bring Christian on the podcast. Oh, good lord. But I'm interested to see like after the merge like if he starts saying it, <laughs> like when there's going to be no more Extinction Island, if he's going to say that once the decision is final. Well, do I you think know. that there is going to be no more Extinction Island after the merge? I really don't want there to be. Neither do I. I don't know how they're going to make that work with the jury. But then again, I yeah. could I could say that now, and then whatever they come up with could blow my mind, and I'm like, oh my god, this is why I've been watching this show, and I've been mocked, and I've been teased, <laughs> and my sanity has been questioned by a lot of people who have you know submitted questions to this podcast. Oh, I I'm, understand. I might add, <laughs> but never you, Jack. Never you. Never, never me. Of course, I am <sighs> one of you. Um, now I'm all heated. Now I'm like sweaty. <laughs> Oh God! Don't lose that. Don't lose the heat. We just we're just gonna keep going. Gonna I couldn't lose going. it if I wanted to. If I wanted to calm down, I couldn't. So it's just it is what it is. I hear you. All right. Well, we we just got like a solid twenty eight minutes worth of strictly <laughs> edge of extinction content. So let's dive into the decisions that were made from the players in the game. Mm. I want to start with the Aubrey boot. That broke my heart, man. But I think, I mean, it did because of, you know, history with Aubrey. I've always liked Aubrey. Um, But I got to give it, I got to hand it to Victoria. That was, she's a sneaky, sneaky little thing. And she played that perfectly. And I don't, I had thoughts on the way Aubrey was talking about how she was like, I don't know how to play with advantages. I've always played from the bottom. Like, okay, stop complaining. You have an idol and you have an extra vote. Now you wasted both of them. Um, And, you know, but I, I, that being said, I don't think there's any way Aubrey could have known that like, this is kind of what was happening. What do you think? I mean, I think for somebody in Aubrey's position, she should always be thinking, what would I do? Like, what would I do if I was in their position? Mm. And I think that I think it was actually fairly obvious of like, she knew at the comma beach that they were not in the good graces of the, the, the new players. Mm. I think she got too comfortable. Um, yeah, I think that is 98% chalked up to I think it's 2% that Aubrey found the idol and got the extra vote. I think it's 98% the fact that Victoria lulled her into such a sense of complacency that it was almost insane. It was mm. like, I have, I had never seen anybody pull the wool over somebody's eyes like that in a long time. Somebody that perceptive of the game, like totally 
I, I don't, I can't even think of an example of like somebody playing, like literally just playing the social game of I'm going to be your buddy, buddy, let's do this. And for three days, sit there with somebody and say, mm-hmm. how are we going to target the guys? How are we going to target the guys? Like, yeah, figure it out. Like she absolutely nailed it. Yeah. The only one I can think to compare to is Parvati and Ozzy, you know, the way that she yes. blindsided Ozzy back in um, Micronesia. Um, where it was just like a total blindside because if I'm remembering correctly, like they were in a close alliance, they had played together before and just like played them like a fiddle. And I felt Victoria, like I give her mad props. I thought it was awesome. You know, that's the kind of survivor I sign up for and the kind of survivor, I hate to say it, you know, even though she was, she was a little smug at the end, I will say, but that's the kind of survivor well, I would want to be, yeah. you know, like that I, I was badass. <laughs> I would want to be smug too. If I just voted out a three time returning player and absolutely fooled them and know it. Yeah. You know, the thing, the thing is about that Aubrey boot, there's the scene in which she and Victoria are talking and Wendy comes over and Aubrey is like, Hey, we're trying to vote one of the guys out. What do you think? And Wendy's like, eh, I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. At Aubrey should have been like, what do you mean you don't know? You're not involved in any other plan. Mm. And she should have been like, so if you don't know, what is your plan? Like, what other plan are you involved in? And, yeah. and I think that that was a total miss on Aubrey's part. I really think that this was a poor showing for her this whole season. I mean, she found an yeah. idol great, but this whole season was just not a great showing for Aubrey. And it's sad because we've just seen her decline from her outstanding co-rom. And I don't know mm-hmm. if that's just because I, I, I think of it almost as like coach's arc where like coach was this mm. incredibly entertaining, ridiculous human being in token jeans. And then he decided to come yes. back in heroes versus villains and play that character rather than play the game. Mm-hmm. And he, he sucked in heroes versus villains yeah, game wise. And then comes back for, south pacific and like totally controls the game because he's actually playing the game yeah making cochran flip is in oh. my mind one of the best survivor plays of all time that, that scene in the hammock oh, that was and insane. i think of aubrey's arc is like kind of similar except that she plays that aubrey character in her third iteration like she's not playing the game she was playing like her character you know yeah yeah totally so i don't really know i i it was it was a great blindside. I was all for it. It was the right time. It and, was. Uh, if she gets back in the game, I think that she and the other returning players are just going to link up yeah, right away and I think be so like, too. look, they're coming for us and try to shield each other as best as they can. I do like that Wentworth and David kind of teamed up this episode. I thought that yeah. that was like a nice change of pace because you, I like to see the returners, you know, have each other's backs. I don't really think Joe had Aubrey's back as much as he could have, but I mean, Joe's got problems of his own that he's like, I I gotta, you know, take care of Joe. But um, I think if Aubrey gets back in the game with David, I think that would be a deadly combo and it would be awesome. Yeah, I I do as well. If, if Aubrey and David can link up, Um, that would be the, I think really the only positive side of, of Aubrey. I, I mean, unless she gets, you know, she gets the redemption arc at that point, she gets the fourth chance and, you know, that would be an interesting character development. But yeah, Mm. I, I think that blindside was just amazing. I was all for it. It was delicious. 
it was so tasty <laughs> and she was so fooled it was awesome i honestly props to her for being able to sit there and be like you guys are awesome survivor players like after yeah. she just got blindsided because she knows like she knows that that's something that she would have done in her korong days and totally so yeah totally that aubrey boot was just nuts and you mentioned joe i kind of want to start doing a thread of uh five reasons or you know it's it's time for that point of the podcast when jack goes through his three reasons why joey amazing is not going to win the game (laughs) and i don't know you know joey amazing zero percent chance winning the game oh god don't quote that little twerp to me (laughs) i love spencer i actually like spencer i didn't like Cass, but like i still wanted to call him a twerp because he kind of was a twerp (laughs) he was he was but yeah joe Joe, Joe made the best strategic and social play of his entire Survivor career Dude, in I in know. this in, in in this episode. She and he picked the perfect person to say it to, which yeah, was totally Julia. Naive. Which fun fact, my roommate Haley actually went to grad school with Julia. Oh wow. And they like had classes together and stuff. So like shout out to Haley, who by the way, I would also like to mention was really excited at the potential of going to rocks, but we can talk about rocks later. Um, oh, we certainly will. But going back to Joe, I completely agree. And I thought it was great. And that's the, that's really the only strategy that's going to work for him kind of moving forward is painting everyone else as an equal threat, you know, saying that she is a beautiful, smart, athletic girl and she flipped almost immediately. She was like, in her confessional, she's like, yeah, Joe kind of pointed out that I'm a threat. I'm like, wow, like, it did not take much for her to kind of, you know, see no. what he meant. And, I mean, it, bro, Joe, like, I hate to see him cry. And it was like a heartwarming, like, moment where oh, yeah. he kind of, like, broke down. But the way that Elena feels about Joe, by the way, is the way I feel about Malcolm. I just want that to be said <laughs> on the podcast. Yeah. But anyway, we're not talking about Malcolm. But I wanted to ask you in terms of, like, Joe, well, your, your thoughts on Joe this week, period. But also, I kind of felt like bringing Joe back a third time was like when they brought Ozzy back for Redemption Island, where he was literally just there to provide he was just there to kind of be the character of in this case you know ozzy and then in the character of joe he wasn't really playing strategically he wasn't really building the relationships that he needed to build and i was kind of worried that joe was going to do the exact same thing i was kind of worried he was going to fall into step of fishing every day kind of depending on people to bring him you know along until you know it got too late um post merge but I kind of thought that this was a defining episode for Joe in that way, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. And I I wonder if he's making similar plays with other people on the tribe because he's been with these four other people for, for the whole time. And the fact that he in a confessional is, first of all, Joe has never been good in confessional. Like he's always been really kind of blah, in my opinion, when it comes to confessional. Mm. Um, but this season he's been really great. I think really dynamic, really entertaining. But in this episode, particularly when he says that he needs to make other people feel like they're threats, like that's a, that's something that he should have perceived in second chances when people like are are telling him to his face, how big of a threat he is. Like he, he should have actively been like telling them to themselves to instill, instill some sort of fear 
or yeah. some sort of, I guess, anxiety or paranoia about their state, their, their status in the game. So, like I said, I think that that was the best strategic or social play that Joe has ever made in mm-hmm. his survivor career was that right there. And I hope that he did that with other people on the tribe. I know I'm he sure. already has Aurora, but yeah. like Julie and Ron, like he needs to be doing that with them too. And I think maybe Ron, he's starting to flip a little bit, but and he's going to be able. Yeah, I, I agree. And he's going to be able once the merge happens, you know, to kind of whoever's gunning for him to say, Hey, I was a piece of this puzzle of this winning tribe, but Aurora, Julie, Ron, and Julia were, you know, they were very athletic too. They kind of like would get ahead on the puzzles and they would, you know, fly through those obstacle courses just as fast as I did. I think he's been lucky in that he's been on this kind of a dominating tribe where it's not just because of him that they're winning because it's not, he's not good at puzzles. You know, Julia and Aurora, or I think Julie maybe, dominated all the puzzles and i think he's in a good position as of this week i think joe is in a good position if he gets voted out after the merge we'll see if he's able to get back in if they keep doing extinction island but um right i feel i feel happy for him i i am a joe fan but like why don't you tell me why he's not gonna win (laughs) all right three here it is folks three reasons why joey amazing is not going to win the game um one he has I guess this can can put a cap on why Joe or on on Joe as a whole. Joe has attended one pre-merge tribal council in his entire survive or two, I think two pre-merge tribal councils in his entire survivor career. In mm. three seasons, he has attended two tribal councils before the merge. That is insane. Wow. In the past two seasons he has played, he has attended zero tribal councils <laughs> before the merge. Are you serious? Yes, that is an oh absolute, that, that is, that is as far as I'm aware, fact. That is but wild. Reason number one, why Joe will not win the game, because he does not have a pulse on the game at all. Joe is the type of player who never knows what is going on around him, what is happening strategically in other areas of his tribe. He's going to get to the merge and there are two other tribes that are absolutely going to gun for him before, you know, right away. Like having four other people on your side versus a tribe of four or versus two tribes of four, like it's eight versus five at that point. And they're all going to come for him. So mm-hmm. I think that he'll perceive that, but Joe never truly has a good, a good handle on the game. Like of, of the social aspects. Going I on. would agree. And I think this season I have a little bit of hope just because of the play he made with Julia like right. maybe he's going to try to step it up, but I think the numbers are against him in that way. And I, I would agree with you. Right. Reason number two, Joe, <laughs> Joe, <laughs> if he gets voted out or when he gets voted out uh, and goes to extinction Island, even if he gets back in the game, I don't think that we will see somebody win the game. If they're sitting in the final three that came back from extinction Island, whether it was at the mer- maybe if it's at the mm. merge, if they come back for the final six or final five, I absolutely do not think that even if they get to the final three, they would be given the votes because it's it's almost like a what were you doing for the couple of days that you weren't playing here? Like we don't really know. Like you yeah. could have just been sitting around. Like and then you want to challenge? Like no way. Like yeah. good for you. And, you know, I, I don't think that Joe has a chance to like, that's the only way I think that Joe gets to the end is if he goes to extinction and comes back. Cause I mm-hmm. don't think that he makes it there naturally. 
I agree. It makes me sad, but I agree. (laughs) Yeah. Reason number three. This season's story is not Joey Amazing's story. No. And I know that that gets into like an editing narrative thing. Yeah. Which is always difficult, but this season's story is not the Joey Amazing story. And if he was to win this season, it would 100% be the Joey Amazing story and all of the great things that he's been doing in this pre-merge. And we went like two or three episodes without hearing from him at all. Mm-hmm. But you got to think that that same thing is how Boston Rob played it. I am not saying that Joe has the brains of Boston Rob. You know, mm. I'm, not, I'm not putting them in that same strategic boat. Blaspheme. But I'm not. But, you know... I don't really know how I can explain this, but he just kind of worked his way there and it kind of became the Boston Rob show where he kept winning the challenges. And I I do agree with everyone who's playing that, like, if you keep Joe in the game too long, he is dangerous. He's going to get determined. He's going to win all the challenges. And then, you know, it's just kind of going to be one of those things. Well, like, well, okay, well, Joe's going to win this season. That's what happened with Boston Rob. That's what happened with your fave lady, Kim Stamma, I think. Wait, no, Kim, what's her name? Spratlin. Spratlin. Yeah, sorry. I know a Kim Stamma at work. That's embarrassing. I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And, you know, you're just, you get to the point where you kind of see how it's going to play out. I agree with you that I don't think that it's likely that Joe will get there, but I think it's possible if they keep playing into the story. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hear you. I can see that. So yeah. that's, the, that's the Joe story. That's the common story. I really don't have anything to say about them. Like no, Ron's, and- Ron's entertaining. We have seen nothing from Aurora. We've seen virtually nothing from Julia until this episode. We've seen, unimportant things from julie like things that really yeah. don't have any impact on the game i like just, seeing her to see her i just learned julie's name honestly so <laughs> yeah that's totally fair but hey i mean one of the best tribes that we've ever seen that's for sure i yeah and i think it's weird how it played out where they all kind of stuck together but um well crazy we'll let that yeah yeah i want to ask you a question that i thought was interesting if we could transition to the lesu tribe if you don't oh, mind again charmed i'm sure yes. um there was a comparison by miss wentworth who i love kelly wentworth by the way just mm. putting that out there to the survivor gods where mm-hmm. she compared war dog to your boy tony and oh, i was like "Ooh, yeah you love tony isn't like kagi on your favorite season it's my favorite season for anyone who's listening to the podcast who doesn't know any of the people that we've been talking about this entire time <laughs> we apologize but tony vlachos uh he won a season uh a little while back not too far but definitely new age survivor where he was an idol fiend he was crazy he would make outrageous comments and he kind of he did win challenges and he made it to the end. And it was a, kind of like one of those Boston Rob um, seasons where you kind of knew that it was going to be Tony, um, unless you thought it was going to be Woo, but either way. But in this last episode, Kelly Wentworth compared War Dogs crazy kind of like antics and overanalyzing and just, you know, always thinking five steps ahead without it being necessary, compared him to Tony. So since I knew that Tony was one of Jack's favorite players. I wanted to get your opinion on that comparison. I mean, I think it's accurate. I, I think it's absolutely accurate. And and ever since Tony, Survivor has been trying to typecast new Tonys mm. in almost in almost every season. I mean, you got Tony in Worlds Apart. You had Rodney 
Oh, you, yeah. can go down, you can go down the line. I mean, Joe Mena, like, there's all of these Tony, Dominic, like, all of these Tony-esque characters mm. that, that's, that Survivor found that archetype and was like, yeah, we're going to keep casting this person. This guy so, wants to be known as War Dog. Yeah, we're bringing him on for sure. <laughs> yeah, his nickname is War Dog? Yeah, all right, get him on there. But no, I think it's absolutely accurate. It, it, they're so right in perceiving that he literally just schemes all day. Yeah. Um, but he's and... not bringing as much to the table, in my opinion. I oh, think War Dog. No. He sucks in the challenge. Did sucks you see the him challenges. Throwing that sandbag, it was comical. I literally turned to my roommate and I said, I never played sports where I had to throw things. I only ever used my legs when I played sports, and I could throw better than War Dog in that challenge. <laughs> it was so funny. And uh, I mean. And what is his he... excuse? He doesn't do anything at camp. They're eating, eh, they're not winning the rewards, I guess. They're on the losing tribe. But, like, yeah, no. he doesn't do anything at camp. And that's, no, yeah. like, the worst kind of player to me. Is like, you can be non-athletic, but if you don't help around camp, you're out of here, man. Like, that is just not, you can't yeah. do that. I am still under the opinion he was blinded by swing vote power in the last episode that David and Devins and Kelly and Lauren should have just came together and been like, Let's vote on the swing vote. Like, classic uh, Rob Sarah. move. Yeah. Like, classic oh. Sarah Lucina move. Oh, like, yeah. it, it's, 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 I think that that would have been 100% better for their game because he sucks in the challenges. Yeah. It's not like he was bringing anything to the table there. Like, Devins could have done anything that Wardog was doing. God, I could, so, I didn't even think of that. He's horrible in the challenges for a guy that was yeah. Marine, like, or in the Army, where I don't, I don't remember what branch of the military he was in, but for a guy that, like, looks, physically capable like i guess brute strength isn't always the answer when you're not eating doesn't mean you're athletic yeah when you're not eating it's you you lose muscle tone you lose energy um and he still has like a little bit of fat on him though i know it's (laughs) like it's insane i hate war dog i like the thing is 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 there was like a chaotic entertainment about tony there's like yeah there's like a, a a smug um like a smug arrogance about war dog that Agreed. like tony tony had the arrogance but it was only in confessional really right like, he was so arrogant and confessional but he tried his best to to, to right. play at least a, a, a inkling of a social game like war dog is just arrogant in general yeah no i i agree and i would have loved actually if during the double tribal council they got rid of yeah, war dog that. i was like oh that would have been so sick that would have been awesome um, yeah. Well, if they if they went after War Dog rather than Lore, and I absolutely and like they weren't willing to to go to Rocks for, or if they were willing to go to Rocks at that point, I think Lauren flips like she was saying, like she she didn't care. Yeah, She's like whatever, vote out War Dog. Yeah, uh, yeah. We should. Yeah. You want to talk more about that tribal? Because I absolutely do. I I was telling. I think yeah. I was watching it with my roommates. And I was like, watch this. They're going to start whispering. They're going to start whispering. It's going to get crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and Haley was like, is it going to go to rocks? And I'm like, it's, it's not going to go to rocks. I knew that from the very beginning. It, you know, that of course not. It wasn't going to go to rocks because that's too good to be true. I freaking love when it goes to rocks. Oh, I love it. But anyway. Nobody's going to rocks in the pre-merge. No. Nobody's going to rocks no. in the pre-merge. Especially with like Wendy's name on the line. Give me a break. Um, yeah, and I think that is what kind of led to this tribal being a little anticlimactic for me was because once yeah. I saw that it was down between Lauren and Wendy, I was like, okay, like Lauren would be crazy, you know, it would be a big move because she's a physical competitor, but 
like you might as well just get rid of Wendy and just call it what it is. Yeah. Oh, I mean, the, I thought that it was like a pretty, it was a pretty easy setup. I mean, we didn't really get the the Manu tribe talking about at all of of targeting Wendy when the mm. time comes. But I mean, it's a pretty. I think it would, was was a pretty straightforward situation in that the the Manu tribe would they're they're already down so many numbers that like yeah you know what it, this might as well happen like, whatever <laughs> and it's, it's yeah, John Mulaney reference John Mulaney. I, to, I, throw, I, I kind of throw one in every uh, every now and then um, but you know they were already down in in numbers so much like it was eight to eight to five losing Wendy is not that big of a deal because she wasn't going to be loyal to them anyway no way yeah so like it it really didn't matter so targeting wendy was definitely easy because i mean the comma people i'm sure if they had targeted gavin like maybe they do go mm. to rocks for gavin because yeah. you know and then the the less you people are taking that situation into their hands potentially of oh shit we targeted somebody that they actually do want to go to rocks for yeah whereas if they target wendy there was a much higher mm. likelihood that they go to rocks or that they avoid going to rocks to boot wendy so i thought it was pretty straightforward yeah but, what do you think I that mean, david told wendy like when he pulled her aside during that you know crazy everyone whispering and he said oh, okay uh wendy can i talk to you over here and she was like sure and then he went I, over and he was talking to her but what do you think he told her because it's obvious that everyone then voted for wendy jeff jeff would have read all of them out if there were any right. votes for lauren besides you know wendy's vote yeah um i think that it was more of like a David is trying to stir a little bit of like, mm. uh, like uncertainty onto Wendy. What Wendy should have done if she really wanted to like keep her keep her place and and really tell the 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 Manu people or the I guess the old comma people that she was with them is when David says, "Hey Wendy, can I talk to you?" And Wendy goes, "No, thanks. I'm good. I'm going to stay right here." Oh. Like these are my people, and she just stays there. And then there's no. There's yeah. no, I guess, even inkling that Wendy would would flip. So yeah. once once the Lesu tribe voted for Wendy, I think for the old comma people, they were just like, all right, this is easy. Yeah. Because you can only vote for one of the two of them. Yeah, and you're so the right. Lesu people are not voting for Lauren. So. Wow. Yeah, you're right. It's so easy. If she just stood her ground, I honestly think that it could have been a more chaotic situation because then maybe the old comma people would have changed their, mm -hmm. um, you know, potentially could have changed their vote but I, I honestly don't think that even crossed her mind to like do that no, oh no she was de certainly not <laughs> thinking that far ahead at all and i honestly thought that we might see our first person who would choose to go home as she's skipping down the path talking about cheeseburgers I, I was like oh this is gonna be it like she's gonna be the one person and then she's the one who's like oh this isn't even a question and like grabs the torch i'm like well all right crazy go <laughs> go have fun and starve some more yeah, i mean she's like smiling and laughing as she gets voted out is like if I ever got on that show, and if I, as I have tried, if I, I ever got on that show and got blindsided pre-merge, I would not only, I would be so pissed off at myself for that, not only for, for just my own, like, pride of being a Survivor fan, but knowing that I would come home to the wrath of of my girlfriend oh, and my family God. of saying, you left for 46 days just to get voted out in the pre they pre would not you, say that you're undateable you. <laughs> you're undateable if you don't make the merge we are so over. that is a that is a cat ederson reference 
Um, Hashtag survivor blood versus water. Undateable. You're so funny. Yeah, because Hayden was like, she was worried Hayden was going to break up. <laughs> Her new world boyfriend was going to, or real world boyfriend was going to. Big brother. Big brother. Oh, sorry. Yeah, It's all the same to It's me. all garbage. It's but. All <laughs> yeah, I thought Wendy was going to leave. And uh, Elena was saying, she was like, no, it's, it's, it's so inviting. And she was right. It's, it's such an inviting opportunity as we've as we've beaten to death on this podcast to to stay in the game they have no idea but, but i honestly thought that she would just be like eh, whatever it was fun i'm done yeah because your you, like, your mind checks out trip. as soon as jeff snuffs your torch your brain because she wasn't the only one to think about cheeseburgers there's i think devin's oh, said, Devin said like i want a beer and a burger like your mind is like i'm done and you're expecting to go see the doctors and everything and then when you're yeah. met with this I honestly think, even though I thought he was extremely dramatic, I think that's kind of what Keith was struggling with when he was like praying on to God on which you know path he should take. I think your yeah. brain just checks out, and now for the rest of time, which I'm hoping this show goes on for the rest of time, but <laughs> you know people are gonna get voted out and be like hopeful, like please, please let me have an extinction island option, like please let this be a thing when they're walking down the path, and when they don't get to it, it's gonna be heartbreaking you know if they choose to do extinction island again great but you know for now and forever now that this is a thing people are going to wonder when they get voted out if they're really voted out oh yeah absolutely and it it gives people like that that second hope because it's different than redemption island for those on the podcast again who don't um know what redemption island is is the people who were in the game knew about it knew that when you get voted out you go to Redemption Island, and then every episode there'd be a challenge with like two voted out people on Redemption Island. One of them would win the challenge, they'd get to stay, and then whoever, you know, loses, then they're definitely out of the game. But they would use that in the game. I think they did a couple seasons of it. They would use it as a strategy to be like, hey, all right, here's the plan. Send me to Redemption Island. I'm going to win the challenge, and then I'll get back in. We'll regroup once I get back in. They don't have that option with this season. They have no idea this is happening. And you got to wonder the repercussions this is going to have on future seasons of, okay, well, if this is an extinction Island scenario, you know, what are we, what are we going to (laughs) do? Because I just, I don't know. I think I love it. First of all, I need to say that I love it because it just keeps you on your toes, but I don't know. I think it's adding a lot of layers to the game in ways that I would have never thought to. Yeah. Yeah, I absolutely agree. It's certainly interesting, and it has added a, an interesting kind of shroud of curiosity to to the season as a whole. But mm. yeah, all right. I think that <laughs> since we have covered uh, about an hour worth of stuff right now, let's roll into some questions from the listeners. How does that sound? Sounds awesome. Perfect. Well, I have uh, two questions from Chris Pierno again, booked to be on the podcast next week. Yay. Chris Pierno. Um, Chris says, and we've, we've touched on this a little bit, so we can dive in a little bit deeper, uh, which extinctor has the, uh, best shot to win all things considered. And he has trademarked the term extinctor. (laughs) (laughs) Huh? I would say Devin's if he gets back in the game. Um, I think Devin's is a lot better at creating relationships than Chris, Um, And I think even with Aubrey, you know, I think Aubrey has an extra target on her back being a returning player 
And, you know, Devin's had such a good connection with David that I think they would definitely be able to kind of pick back up where they were and he'd be able to kind of maneuver his way in. And uh, I think the way he got voted out was just kind of unlucky for him. It really could have, mm-hmm. it could have been anyone, you know, there wasn't a specific, specific reason. If I remember correctly, or if I'm wrong, tell me, um, but there wasn't a real specific reason why it had to be Devin's, you know? So that would be, that would be my answer. What about you? I would, I, I definitely would, uh, would, would put my bet there as well. Mm-hmm. I, it's, it's, I guess a little bit of selfish reasons that I want Devin's to come back in the game. Cause I think he's incredibly entertaining. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think that he does have a good shot to win if he does come back in. I don't think anybody else really does. Like imagine Reem getting to the end. Like you were the first person voted out, bro. Like, no, there's no and, way. And <laughs> there's Aubrey, no way. she certainly is not going to make it to the final three. She's a returning player and is going to have an immediate target on her back. Wendy, I mean, Wendy, hell no. If she got to the merge, Wendy becomes dangerous immediately because she's just going to be that pawn, quote unquote, that gets to the final three. Sandra. And if she can tell a, she, literally Sandra, literally yeah. Sandra, literally Angelina from last season, except Angelina Ugh. bombed her game. I hate Angelina. Like if, she, if Angelina didn't bomb her game at that first tribal council, like I still think that she gets taken as like that third person in the final three who just takes up a spot. Yeah. That's the danger of that person. Totally. So, I, I I definitely think Devin's is, is, is the answer there. And I don't think Chris would make it far past the merge anyway, being a physical threat. So Yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree. I agree. All right. Let's get to Chris's second question. Chris says, Is it a do you think it's a one and done challenge for the extinctors or will they stick around as a tribe? Interesting. Do you think that Ooh. after this challenge, all of the people who lose get to go back to Extinction Island and they just wait it out again for the, the second challenge? Wow. Or do you think that they all peace out and go on that pre-merge trip? I think they're going to go on the pre-merge trip. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I think that that's more likely. I think they have kind of suffered enough, you know? And this is kind of when I'm kind of sound like a bitch, but, like, you didn't do it right, man. You got voted out. The whole point of this game is to, like, not get voted out and to have people still like you if you vote other people out. You didn't do, you know, half of that. And I think you know, the other people who are still in the game who are going to get voted out kind of need to have their own experience on Extinction Island. And, uh, yeah. you know, it's going to get, I think, a little crowded if everyone is still there. So I think I, they I go agree. on the they go on the vacay. Yeah, I think that's the long and the short of it. I don't think that we see them go back to Extinction. Jeff probably, maybe they put their buff in a fire or some shit again. I never I liked know. that. I would want to keep Neither my buff. I. I want to keep it. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> It sucks, but yeah, I I think that that's the answer there. I think that they they do not go back. I think they they absolutely are are done, mm. and that's their that's their final time. But all right, now we're moving away from the strategic survivor questions <laughs> to our favorite fun <laughs> questions coming in from our friend Christian Sapienza. Christian Sapienza says, if Jeff Probst and John Mulaney <laughs> conceived a child. Would you make that child your new god? <laughs> I think this is pointed at me. Um, I just want to... But wanna, it's also applicable for you. I just want to say one thing. This is not really an original question by Christian. And I'm going to... Oh, oh. I'm going to call him out right now on this podcast. Because... Oh, do tell. We, we talked about this on oh, Sunday. Oh, jerk. On Sunday. I... We were all, you know, because we went out and we celebrated Jack's birthday, everybody on Saturday. 
and then mm-hmm. Sunday morning we were all it may have even been Saturday night I don't know it kind of all blends together for me but we were talking about like who does Jack love more like Jeff Probst or John Mulaney like who would he choose you know in the end and so then we would talk about like if John Probst and John Mulaney like had a kid like what it would be like <laughs> and if it would be Jack so yes I mean Christian this is this is an original question because having him be a new you know god I think um adds a very interesting layer so I'm curious to hear your answer so I think that it wouldn't be my new god I think that I would immediately apply to adopt that baby oh you think they don't want it no well no because John Mulaney and Anna have said time and time again that they don't want kids they don't want kids and Jeff ain't got time for that actually I think Jeff does have a kid Oh, I don't think Jeff, so. I thought Jeff did have a kid. Maybe. You would know more than I do. Yeah, I know. I don't know Jeff that well. It's a real shame. You should get to know him. But I um, know. He's a great guy. Leave in the comments below if you know whether or not Jeff Probes has a kid. <laughs> let us yeah, know. Yeah, let us know. Get back on that and let me know if there is an inkling of John Laney's DNA in that kid. I think you would be a terrific godfather for that child. Uh-huh. Oh, gee. Yeah. Thank and, you. And I think Elena would kind of keep you grounded you know, because you would, you would get really famous after that, and we need yeah. we need her to kind of keep you grounded. Oh yeah, she would just insult me on uh, all day, <laughs> all day, every day, just to remind me how much of a little troll I am, which is a fair assessment. <laughs> yeah. but... I mean, I got nobody calling uh... me a troll in my life, so. Hey, they, it's it's a great thing. It's yeah. a great thing. Mm-hmm. All right. So another question coming in from Dan O'Brien. This time it has to do with our good friend and questionnaire, uh, Christian Sapienza. Dan asks, how long would Christian last on Survivor? I'm setting over under at 1.5 episodes, and Dan is taking the under. What? I don't know. He thinks know. that Christian will last less than one and a half episodes. I don't think that's true. I think Christian would do really well at kind of just blending it. Well, first of all, Christian is a workhorse around camp. You know, he would help get that shelter built. He would do everything he could to kind of find food. I don't know if he'd be that great. And he's funny. He'd be like, you know, the, he he would be that, that personable guy. Yeah. But not needing to be the center of attention. You know, I think Christian would blend well. Um, Christian would get swap screwed. Yeah, totally. If anything, <laughs> totally. he would get swap screwed. Yeah, and I mean, there would be a chance that he could win people back with his personality if he got screwed in a swap. But um, I would give him more than I would give him at least four episodes. Granted, yeah, that his I was tribe. Just say, I would, I would, I would set the over under at four or five. Granted that his tribe doesn't suck and he's not, you know, they're winning immunity challenges, um, which right. is never predictable. I don't see him, you know, making himself a target unless he like drowns or something in a challenge. <laughs> right. But right. Yeah, I think it's pretty that's athletic. He could do it. Fair. Yeah. And then the last one coming in again from from Dano. Dano, Dano says. All right, we got a uh, MFK, which I am assuming stands for marry, fuck, kill. Because <laughs> the, the list we got here. 
Oh, this is like a, this is like seven people technically, not even nine. Three. I would like to add that the O'Briens watch Survivor. So Dan like has been watching seasons. Like he, I remember him texting me about Ty and the chicken, like way back in the day, <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. O'Brien are big Survivor fans. So I would, I wouldn't That's... be surprised if he knows what he's talking about here. I wouldn't be either. I would not be either, but okay. You'll be surprised now at the list that I'm about to give you. All right. MFK, Jeff Probst, the Backstreet Boys, and Sidney Crosby. That is not fair. I know, but I had to ask. Fair, that is not fair. Hey, it's in my Instagram DMs. I got to ask. I got to ask what's in the DMs. Oh, God. I got to make the people happy. Um. My mo- I would just like to add that my mother knows that I'm going to be on this podcast, so <laughs> I don't think I can really talk about because <laughs> I want to. I want the Backstreet Boys to be a certain one, but I don't know how to phrase it where I don't sound like a crazy person. Um, I think just like that. I think I would marry. I think I would. Uh, you know what? I think I would marry the boys. I would marry the boys. Because there's five oh, wow. of them. Yeah. I think I would um, sleep with Sidney Crosby. I would. And I would have to kill Jeff. He's, he's, he's the oldest. He's kind of lived a life. He's built a legacy. And I wish no ill upon him. But, you know, if something wow. happened to happen to him, it would just, he would go down as an idol forever. Which is ironic, given how many ironic, idols, idols are in. Yeah, pun intended. Nice. But one. yeah, I would have to say, marry the Backstreet Boys, fuck Sidney Crosby, and kill Jeff Probes. I'm sorry, Jeff, if you ever hear this, please don't let this affect me not getting on your show. I love you so much. And I'm, I'm so sorry, sorry, Colleen's mom, for having to ask that question. Yeah, Dan. Like, God. To. It had I to had be asked. To. No, it was almost harder not to ask it at this point. <laughs> like... I know. I agree. I agree. Yep. Well, that is all of the questions can we that not, we have. Can we not end on that note? J- no, of course not. What a, what, what are your questions? I want you, all right. What do you have? Fuck, Mary kill for you. Oh, God. Um, John Mulaney. Um, no. John Bellion. And oh, um, I'll say Jeff. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. I'm, I'm, I'm going to marry John Mulaney. I got to keep that guy around forever. (laughs) Um, Oh my God. I'm going to kill Jeff. See? Yeah. I'm going to kill Jeff. Jeff. (laughs) Wow. Is this what we've come? I should quit this podcast. We both just said that (laughs) we would kill the host of a of a show that That I spend an hour and a half recording a podcast every week and edit and putting it up. And Instagramming. <laughs> oh, God. We, you just may have to cut this part out. We're just going to end it on. No, the it stays other. in. It stays in. It is a linear podcast. I if Jeff Probes were not in the scenario, I think we would kill anyone else. Unless it was like Elena, you know? Yeah, no, I couldn't <laughs> like, do that. I should have given you girls also. Sorry. I know, you're, I know yeah. your family listens to this podcast. I'm so sorry. You know what? I'm comfortable. Okay. I'm comfortable with everything. It's fine. I'm like hot and sweaty again. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. I'm glad All that right. you don't record my like face because I'm very red right now. Well, you know, that's that's perfectly fine. I think that it would be, we would all be red. I'm red all the time. So That's true. You know. 
that's just a thing. That's another thing that would prevent me from from being effective on Survivor is that I would literally be sweating 24 hours a day until I lose all of the water in my body. It's disgusting. Honestly, I would just, like, I wouldn't be able to keep my mouth shut and people would vote me off like they voted off Reem. That's just, like, you got to know yourself, you know? (laughs) I have a feeling that would be my Survivor experience. But we shall see. I'm sending in other applications. I'm planning on it at least. as am I. As am I. You've been we a lot more proactive about it than I have. See. I give you a lot of credit. I mean, I, I just made the one video. It was fine. It it wasn't fine. It was bad. Oh, stop you know, it. It's okay. Stop it's okay. it. The show's going to be around until at least season 50. They're not going to cut it short before 50. They're going to get to 50. They're going to have a big party at the Emmys. And then Jeff Probst is probably going to go retire in Fiji. They're probably going to give him a house and say thank you. And then that's he's going to live his yeah. life. Yeah, yeah. And it'll be great. With and his wife like, and his maybe child that he may and then or may ABC, not have. ABC will pick it up and they'll make Malcolm the host. Oh, my God. Could you hey, imagine? Probably would happen. Probably I would think happen. they would make Boston Rob the host, actually. Or, oh. or Parvati. They'd make Parvati the host. She'd be good. She'd be good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, on that note, I think that we can wrap up this episode of Survivor and other things. A uh, uh, message coming in from uh, from Elena. Elena says hello. Oh, hi, Elena. Love you. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Um, and I think that we can wrap up this episode of the podcast. Colleen, thank you so much. Thank you for this having so much me. Fun. No, this was I hope so that much you fun. Had fun. I had an absolute blast. I love talking about Survivor with you. When we're not recording a podcast, I'm always available. Thank you for having me. This was a lot of fun. Indeed. Thank you so much for coming on. And we will certainly hear from you in the future. So uh, this uh, will be up soon. So I'll let you know. But uh, for anybody who uh, is listening, please follow us on uh, on Instagram at uh, Survivor and Other Things. And uh, my Instagram handle personally is Mundog Millionaire. Hell yeah. Uh, give me, yeah, it is. Give me <laughs> a follow. Send me your questions. If you want to be involved, let me know. Uh, always happy to get more people into the Survivor and Other Things podcast. And Colleen, your Instagram is? Uh, Colleen Loftus, just straight up. Wow, you got that one. Oh, I know, right? I'm so cool. Good for you. Early <laughs> adopter. All right. Thank you, everybody, and have a great week. Enjoy Survivor this Wednesday.